This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, Mike Hako. Welcome to another episode, a new episode of What School You Went. I need to say it correctly. What school you went? Yeah, uh, where we start every conversation with that question because that's how we connect in Hawaii. I'm Ron Mizutani, and welcome back to uh, my dear friend Olena. And today we're talking about uh, a weather phenomenon, fact or fiction. Is Kauai a storm hurricane slash magnet? Oh, welcome back, Olena. Uh, Olena, award-winning journalist, longtime television personality, an entrepreneur, easy for me to say, marketing and communication executive, and a former Miss Kauai and Miss Hawaii. Uh, welcome back. First of all, I know you've been here, but just in case nobody heard you, what school you went? So you have to say it without the T, right? What I know. school you went? Yeah. <laughs> nah. yeah. I am a warrior, green and white, Kapa'a High School. Kapa'a High School. <laughs> Not Waimea. Not Kauai High. That's how they said it when I was growing up. Yep. Kauai High. A lot of people from Kauai say Kauai. Kauai, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like I was talking to Lanai a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. Molokai people say Molokai, not Molokai. Mm-hmm. And there's a story behind Molokai. Correct. Right? It was, it was done for music. Music. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it goes better, right? Molokai. The Molokai slide. Yeah. Okay, we, we digress. Let's go back to Kauai. And, and you know, um, her, we, we are in hurricane season, mm, uh, June it 1st. It ends on December 1st, my birthday. That's right. The, the end, uh, that's, you know, uh, where we, you know, interesting, though, because it continues through November, and very few people may remember that it was on November 23rd. I remember this day. I was a uh, senior in high school when Eva hit, oh. when Eva hit Kauai. Um, so far this year, we've seen a few storms. Last year, we had a couple of storms that were named, and we, we dodged a few bullets. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's go back to 92, September 11th, 1992, um, a day that uh, Kauai certainly will never forget. It was the day Niki took that turn and headed straight for the Garden Island and made a direct hit. Where were you? I was at home in Kilauea, and my mom was a flight attendant, and she was on a trip. Mm. And I was home alone. Oh, dear. And I was 11. So at that moment, I had remembered seeing homes previously from Eva with tape on the windows, like masking tape. So I went and I taped the windows and I filled the bathtubs up with water. <laughs> and I, I don't recall exactly where my mom was flying from, but she caught the very last flight home, got home. Then we started preparing and then it hit. Yeah. And it was just the craziest, windiest, wettest, most scary storm. And it just continues, right? It persists for hours and hours and hours. And we had a Persian cat named Furupuru. <laughs> and she was sitting on the piano cleaning herself. And then all the other cats were hiding. And, um, you know, you have no power, nothing, nothing to do. So you're just kind of hunkering down. And then the eye of the storm comes, and you go outside, and you try to, like, pick up, you know, whatever is out so it doesn't Because it gets calm, it gets, literally. Yeah, yeah. Death, like, deadly calm, like nothing. And then um, you just try to pick up everything. And we actually had a hollow tile wall, like a cement wall, around the back 
and the right side of our house and the back wall fell. And then we had a gate in the front and the gate blew off the hinges. And so you're just trying to pick up whatever pieces you can so it doesn't, you know, fly. They become flying. Uh, yeah, like your garbage can. Debris, yeah. Yeah. And people were walking through our house and our carport to get through the backyard to get to their house because the wall had fallen down and just like the most bizarre thing. And then I remember it getting dark again mm-hmm. and then the storm coming again. And then it pretty much went through the night. And then you woke up the next morning and then the sun came out. Yep. And it did. It, it did. So people who, who have been through a hurricane, the eye of the storm can can be uh, very massive. Mm-hmm. So you have this just, you know, depending on which way the rotation of the storm, that it literally stops and there's some calmness, a lot of calm actually. And then you hear the roar again. And, and like you said, that it gets dark and, and it's back. Yeah. And usually that is whipping then. Um I do remember, though, with the, you know, everything like hitting the window and the wind and the house shaking and the roof, like, because the pressure, right, your roof might like pop off and like thinking that we were going to die, you know, just being that afraid, something so massive and so strong and you have no control, that that was very real, being a part of that in that moment. Well, you you see it on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you saw it actually... Uh, in Lihui Town, I mean, Alan Johnson was a cameraman, AJ, that captured that, you know, iconic shot now of the, or the roof at Big Save flying off, mm-hmm. um, or at least the shingles looking. Um, <laughs> you, you were 11. <clears throat> I was at Channel 2. <laughs> I was a sports reporter that uh, still, and um, I never forget, it was all hands on deck. Um, and well, because wasn't it approaching was, Oahu first? It was. In fact, Howard Dashevsky and Leslie Wilcox, they were doing the morning show. It was the first day of Channel 2's morning news. Uh, and Howard talks about this all the time. And this storm was approaching. The sirens went off at 5-something in the morning. And I knew it was all hands on deck. So we were all preparing as if Oahu was going to get hit. Uh, and I was pressed into general assignment duty that day um, and sent out to Makaha with Manola Morales, who was a cameraman back then. And um, we covered the storm from the west side. But all of a sudden, it took a turn toward Kauai. And my mom got on the last flight to Kauai because she was going to go take care of grandma. My dad had been there already a day in advance, just in case he was at Hawaiian Telephone at the time, um, thinking you know he was going to take care of the Kauai crew, mm-hmm. not knowing that all the action would be on the Garden Island the next 48 hours. But... Um, then the storm hit, and we lost communication with you folks. Mm-hmm. There was no way we could get a, you know, communicate with anyone. I didn't even know if anybody was alive. I mean, it was we knew it was that bad. You know, a, it was a Category Four storm. What did you see in Makaha? Abs- actually, the people were trying to evacuate out of Makaha, and the media was only baboozes around, you know, get, getting video. And I remember we Manolo and I were were heading back to town. Right near um, Green Lantern, Be- Lantern Beach, which is closer to Waianae still. And the cops were holding us back. No, 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 don't go, don't go. And, um, you know, we're like, we got to get out of here, you know. And he just pointed to the ocean. And this massive wave was coming. It literally went right across Farrington Highway. And we would have been washed away. And we looked at each other. We were like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. You know, that that was my memory of the West Side. Um, but the next morning, we sent George Cabral, Jr., 
Uh, he was a cameraman, long-time cameraman at KHON. His father, by the way, I digress here, was the one who made the shaka signs. Oh. Yeah, he was, uh, George Sr. was the one who created the, you know, the closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah with the music. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the, George Jr. Oh. went up with Captain Irwin up in the, in the helicopter to go survey the damage mm. and get video. And um, I was working the next morning. Un- didn't know if mom and dad were okay, family. And I, um, this is a true story. He came back from his long day in the sky. He threw a three-quarter inch tape into the deck and he said, Ron, I need to show you something. And I said, dude, you're freaking me out. And he said, he hit play. And he said, do you know these people? And I'm, I'm getting chicken skin thinking about it. And I'm like, what are you doing to me, man? He says, do you know these people? I said, that's my family. And he said, we were leaving. We had just got a picture of uh, Nawiliwili Harbor. And there was a big Budweiser uh, building that they used to have all the beer. All the brothers would go help themselves after Nikki hit. And he asked Captain Irwin, should I go back and circle this property? I don't know why, but I'm supposed to shoot it. That was my family. And I saw my grandma. I saw my father. Like I picking s- up the pieces. Yeah, picking up the pieces. And my, my cousin Chuck, um, I saw him because he was disapproving <laughs> Captain Irwin flying oh. around and hovering over us. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. Yeah, he was giving them the number one sign. But at least I knew that everybody was okay. But to see the devastation like that. And oh. then the next day, I actually went and covered it. And to see the, you know, where I grew up. Where was, did you stay? Or was it just a fly-in, fly-back? We didn't stay anywhere, yeah. Uh-huh. Manolo Morales was my cameraman again. And um, we went and visited all our properties in Yamalu and our, was wiped out. Like somebody had, like a bomb had exploded. Mm-hmm. The word that comes to mind for me is obliterated. Yeah. It yeah. just felt that way. I remember there was, there were two like little stores in Kilauea. One of them was next to the movie theater, which had the largest screen on the island. And the other one was by the gas station in the front. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't have power, they were giving away ice, ice. cream. Ice. Oh, ice cream. <laughs> so I remember eating haagen ice cream and, you know. Um, but obviously, we didn't have running water. We didn't have electricity. Um, I don't recall how long it was, maybe like a week or so until like radio was back yeah. up. But we had, you know, gotten a radio with batteries and then a generator. And you're just cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. And the community really does come together. Um, they had set up, speaking of Hawaiian Telcom, they had set up a phone yeah, booth like a station. phone bank. Yeah. yeah. And you would line up. Literally. And you could call your family to, to let, let them, them know. know. You're okay. and, yep. So I, I totally remember, remember going and calling my grandma, who was in New York, to let her know that we were okay, everything was going to be all right. And, you know, obviously with no running water, there was no way to bathe or mm-hmm. anything like that. So we would go down to Kalihiwai, which has a river mm-hmm. and a beach, and all the whole community was bathing in the river. Unbelievable, yeah. And so those are the memories that I have most of, yeah. of that experience. No, no running water, no ice, which was a real issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, I remember this too. This is my, my previous mission that I just served, but the food bank, literally send a million pounds of food to Kauai mm. during Iniki. And, um, you know, the, it's the, the resilience of Kauai and its people 
Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Had that storm hit Oahu, had Hurricane Lane hit Oahu, it was a Category 5 at the time before it arrived a couple years ago and dissipated, like, mysteriously. Um, I don't know if Oahu would be able to s- survive uh, without mass chaos. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. It would be, yeah. It's it, kind of ironic, though, because um, last summer in early August, we were supposed to supposed to go to Kauai in between COVID lockdowns, mm-hmm. and there was another hurricane that was coming, and so then we had to delay our trip, and then it turned right. right. But again, it was like headed for Kauai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you know, people say, well, "Why Kauai? Kauai gets hit." Before that, it was Dot in mm-hmm. 1959, I believe, um, and Dot did a similar pattern approach, like it was way south of the island chain. And all of a sudden, it took a turn and hit straight for Kauai, mm. you know, and, and did some damage there, Category 4 hurricane. Uh, it went over us on Kauai, I think, as a one. Um, didn't quite take a direct hit, but it did Maybe cause damage. Maybe it has something to do with the ocean, you know, because Kauai is at the end there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 we'd have to go call our good friend Justin Cruz to understand <laughs> that. But even then, before that, you know, Hurricane Nino in 57, and they really didn't take data they didn't even call them hurricanes long ago mm. uh, when they started tracking these storms. They were just like what they would call Kona storms that approached from the south. Now they're hurricanes, and there's a lot of data. But, you know, Kauai always seems to get hit. April 2018, the epic storm that, that you know, was like Iniki all over again on the, on the north shore in Hanalei. It took mm-hmm. that 50 inches of rain. I mean, just insane. They're still recovering from right. that. Right. I was there. They were medevacking people out of Hanalei. And dropping them off at Princeville Airport. Yeah. There is no doubt that Kauai seems to get the brunt of it. Well, and then Maui was bracing for something recently. Because mm-hmm. I have a bunch of friends in hotel over there in tourism. And, like, they were at the hotel opening up shelters and, the, you know, this and that. And it was it's just interesting to hear how different islands prepare for different things. And that relief, that sigh of relief that you have yeah. after it dissipates or it turns, right? You know, it's kind of like what's, what's not good, though, and I feel this way every hurricane season is, okay, we tell everybody to get prepared. We tell everybody to have their emergency kit prepared, and, and I'm a firm believer in that, too. Um, and then, you know, a storm approaches or it gets named. We all get excited about it. <laughs> Some weather people get really excited about it. Because uh, this is what they train for. And, and we all go out and we get toilet paper and we clean the shelves and we fill our gas tanks. And then it goes away. And then we get lucky. Either Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa shred it apart or something happens where it dissipates and goes away. It's like we get all of this preparation. It goes away. And before you know it, we start getting complacent. And and that's very dangerous. Yes. Yeah. And it's unfortunate to see people who are disappointed. Yeah. Right? And then you're like, no, you need to be grateful. Yes. You don't want to live through devastation with no water and no electricity. Hey, you won't have Wi-Fi, people, (laughs) you know. For sure. You got to talk to each other. (laughs) You lived it, that's why. I mean, you survived a hurricane. You know what it's like Mm -hmm. to not have. And kind of flashing back to Eva, 82, right? Right. November. So I was almost two years old. (laughs) Um, And it's amazing because I... I remember, I feel like most people, their first memories when they're like four or five maybe, but I do remember looking out the window and seeing 
wind and rain and I think the lights were like flickering or candles or something. And that's my memory of Eva. <laughs> but still, you, you, it left as an a, imp- impact on you. Yeah, as, a, as like as a an toddler, infant child. Yeah. You know, in, in 92, which uh, people may not know, and if you're a big Jurassic Park fan, you, you may know this, but um, Steven Spielberg was filming Jurassic Park. Now, I'm, not, I'm not sure if Spielberg was actually there, but his crew was there at the old Kauai Surf, I think became the Westin then. It's now the Marriott. Um, but they were housed up in, in their hotel room and, um, you know, riding out the storm. And if you look in the movie, um, there is a, you know, the storm comes and hits this Jurassic Park. Welcome to Jurassic Park. But in the movie, they have a seawall. And in the seawall, you'll see this massive surf just blasting off the seawall. In the movie, that was during the hurricane. Was that No Willy Willy? That was No Willy Willy. Wow. Yeah, so right outside Kalapaki Beach, that seawall that protects, if you will, the, yep. that, the harbor, Spielberg's crew went outside in the, in the elements and shot this epic storm. And they used it in the movie. That just shows how devoted cameramen are. Right? How crazy they are. <laughs> Category 4 hurricane. Yeah. You go outside so you can take film and to video, you know, video film of this major storm. But yeah. yeah, I have to go watch the movie again Yeah, now. you got to go watch it. It's Just real so. It's like if you blink, you miss it. Oh, okay. But it's it's uh, it's there. Yeah, and, um, you know, the whole movie, of course, was about a storm hitting Jurassic Park or at least contributing to some of that chaos. And mm-hmm. they were, lu- I mean, not lucky. They were fortunate to be able to capture those images of a real storm. Yeah. Crazy. Kind yeah, of jumping go back it. and forth, though, I did want to mention... When the National Guard comes uh-huh. and all that FEMA and everything, uh-huh. they gave us MREs. Good, yeah. And I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> MREs are, are delicious. Yeah, so um, obviously the ice cream is kind of mm-hmm. like astronaut ice yeah. cream. It's like yeah. freeze-dried, which is all the craze right now is to freeze-dry everything yes. for all the snacks. But I don't really remember exactly what the recipes were or whatever, you know, the dishes that we were eating. But you would take the packet Mm -hmm. and you would throw it out in the sun so it would get warm. And then you would open it and you would eat it. And it was good. Yeah, (laughs) it's very good. And nutrition, you know, um, people, uh, you know, you talk about how people say, oh, I I wish I'd, or or they get bummed out if the storm doesn't hit. Like you, I get kind of agitated when I hear about people saying, ah, you know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Eventually, you're going to get hit. Yeah. When I feel like the only thing that we can say might be similar yeah is when we thought the ballistic missile right was coming right how people reacted to that in that moment i think is the only way that we could kind of say like oh this is maybe how the oahu people would react if they thought and, and you major. saw how people reacted yeah yeah that was scary though oh yeah i'll never forget where i was and i mean i was literally calling my kids saying i love you, you know? mm-hmm. I, this is not a test i'm like you gotta yeah. be kidding me I was in Kalihi, and Daniel was in Kaneohe, and I just grabbed, like, photo albums and whatever and bottled water and got in my car and tried to drive to him just so we could be together yeah. or attempt to. I, um, I, I literally got a phone call maybe about four minutes, five minutes after the e- email or what is that called, text blast came out. Um, and uh, She's a, she was a, she's still a good friend, but Congressman, Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard said, Ron, get on your network, your friends, friends, uh, you know, in the business. This is bogus. This is not real. Mm. 
And I said, are you sure? And she said, this is not real. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody. And I literally got on the phone. How did she know so quickly? She learned before so many people in, in authoritative positions. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and she remembered her Twitter password. But, um, yeah, that, you know, I didn't know where to even start. Should I call my family? Should I call my friends over Channel 2? Mm-hmm. But luckily, we all started realizing very quickly, the word of mouth went through, that mm-hmm. this, was a, this was not a real threat. But, boy, it felt like it. Where were you that day? Kind of like Iniki. Where mm-hmm. were you that day? Mm-hmm. Iniki. Well, I guess the moral of the story is be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> be prepared because it does, it does happen. And, and Kauai can tell you there's nothing fun about a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Nothing fun. Well, I'm glad we're all still here, and and you know we still have some weeks left in in this hurricane season, and you know, interesting. It's from June 1st to the end of November. Um, traditionally, August September is is the busy months of of, of storms, but it's not like the hurricane goes. Okay, uh, November 30th is here. We're you know we're checking out. We'll see you guys back in June. Anything can happen mm-hmm. on any given day. So. Like you said, be prepared. Yeah, and the weather is just always changing. And yep. so, yeah, I think it's a good reminder to go check our cupboards and <laughs> make sure you have water and food and all the things that you need. Yeah, thanks for sharing your memories of, of Iniki and growing up in that time and, and also just, you know, shedding reality on, on storm season. It's, mm-hmm. it's nothing to be excited about. Absolutely. We've been very blessed and, and fortunate to dodge bullets. It's just a matter of time. Yep. Yep. Until next time, ahuyo. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.